Welcome to the LifeGate Podcast. Our vision is changing lives in a changing culture with the unchanging truth. Our prayer is that these weekly messages will inspire you to life change through the principles found in God's Word. Let's join in for this week's message. Good morning, LifeGate. How is everybody doing? Man, what a beautiful and wonderful Mother's Day it is today. I am pumped about just being able to be up here, share what I feel like the Lord has laid on my heart for this Mother's Day. Being in this hat series, I thought it would be perfect, you know, woman's hat, the wife of, uh, uh, the wife hat, the mother hat, all of this stuff. And I just started really thinking we have some amazing women in this place. So guys, I just want to give you a second. Just take in the awesomeness that's around you. Right? Yes. It's good. Women, we celebrate you. We love you. So blessed that you are here with us today. Um, So this series, we have been talking about hats. First, we talked about the worship hat and the hat we wear as a worshiper. And then we talked as as, um, the church member hat, the, the hat we wear as a church member. Today, we talk about the hat we wear as a woman, as a mother. But I am going to tell you, men, that this crosses over very well to to your life as, as well, you know, you wear hats and you have roles, not as many as we do, but you do, this will still, this will still pertain to you. Uh, but really, as I started thinking about hats and thinking, what if we had a literal hat for every role, like a real hat for every role that we played or every role that we, that we stepped into. And I started then thinking about the closet that I could put all my hats in, right? Um, Gosh, have you Pinterest closets, anybody? It's not good. It's a bad rabbit hole that you will get sucked into and never be able to leave. So I'm just going to warn you away from the closets, okay? No closets, no hats. They're not real anyways. But really, wives, moms, aunties, sisters, grandmothers, granddaughters, There's some beautiful women here today. And I started thinking about Proverbs 31. And we love, and hopefully you've heard of the Proverbs 31 woman. There's a lot of teachings, a lot of devotions, a lot of things on that. But I pulled out these scriptures and I thought they were just perfect. She is. I had it in my Bible and had it saved and now it fell out somehow. So I'm not going to, I'm just going to read it from here. But it's in the word, Proverbs 31, 25 through 27. She is clothed with strength and dignity. She laughs without fear of the future. When she speaks, her words are wise and she gives instructions with kindness. She carefully watches everything in her household and suffers nothing from laziness. So, ladies, as I was reading that, as I was thinking about today, I started thinking, all right, so women, one second, we have to be the loving, supportive wife um, spouse that we have to be, but then we have to turn around and we have to catch our two-year-old from climbing in the dishwasher, right? And maybe we have to pull out a DVD that he put in there. Maybe we have to catch him before he eats the dog food. We don't have a dog, but I guarantee Easton would be eating the dog food. (laughs) Anybody have toddlers that eat dog food in this place? Yes. You know what? They're still alive. They're okay, but you still don't want them to eat it. Um, you got to keep them out of, out of the, the cleaning supply cabinet. Because we all know that two-year-olds know how to break the childproof thingies that you're putting on there. They know how to break all that. And then the, there's this, the, the clothes, the dirty clothes. There's a jelly-stained t-shirt on the floor. And you got to pick that up and throw it in the washer. But if you're pregnant, you're definitely not going to bend over. So you learn to use your toes, right, for everything. And you're a really good shot at putting th- stuff in the trash can because you don't want to have to walk all the way over there. So it's just a shot. And guess what? We do that all in a single breath. Whew. Ooh right? 
That's what we do. And you know what? We love it. We love it and we're good at it. It's something that, that we, we cherish. But then we also think, you know what? That was a crazy day. I did all this stuff in this single breath. And you know what? I'd like to just have some quiet time. Maybe nap time if your kid takes a nap. Sometimes, sometimes not. Maybe early evening. But I have a two-year-old that doesn't go to sleep until 9.30, 10, 10.30. I don't know what I'm doing wrong. It's like me and Chad are starting all over. We don't know how to do two-year-old things anymore, you know? I don't know if, if you know, you have a, a gap of kiddos. Ours, there's 11 years, and so we did it all. They turned out okay. Now we got a two-year-old boy praying him into heaven. Boys, girls, there's a difference, right? Love you, boys. Um, but man, it is just, it's fun. I love it. I love even the time with my, my girls, my teenage girls. I have some beautiful, amazing teenage girls. But you know what? I don't think they like it when they're in the car with me. Because when we're in the car, I get to ask all kinds of questions. And I might get this. But I ask anyways. You keep asking, right? You're like, no, I want to know. And they can't go anywhere, so that's a perfect time to talk to them. And then you tell them, hey, you are going to miss this. So just answer mama's questions, okay? Enjoy our time. Enjoy your time with me because you're going to miss it. And I'm going to miss it. That's when we put on that chauffeur hat, right? I'm going to chauffeur my kids all around. Dads, you do it too. Running all over town, dropping them off at practices, at church events. They love it. We love it. Cherish those times together. Um, But aside from being a mom, being a wife, being a sister, being a grandmother, aside from that, what do you cherish? What are those things that you cherish? What do you love to do? What are the other hats that you put on? Um, I like to create I'm a happy planner. I don't know if there's any other happy planner people. Yes? Yeah. Yeah. I love my girl. Um, Happy planning is fun for me. I like making lists. I like journaling, um, problem solving. We have any thinkers in the room who like to create things? Yes. Right? There are lots of hats that we wear. We might, you know, edit some photos that are on our phone that we have thousands of and try and putting them into albums is ridiculous. I love to paint and redo furniture. I love to create that way. I like to bring in old furniture and I will stick it in my garage. And it might sit there for six years before I do anything with it. But when I'm done with it, it looks good (laughs) six years later. But it looks really good. So if you have any furniture, I'll take it. (laughs) But I got room. I'll make it. But aside from all of that, man, ladies, we are we are cooks. We are bakers. (gasps) I'm not. I was waiting for y'all to laugh right there, but you didn't. So thank you. Thank you, Kathy. (laughs) Kathy laughed at I'm not a cooker or baker, but you are. We're list makers, we're organizers, right? We do we have so many hats that we wear every single day. And you know what? We love it. One thing that I do, what about vacuum repair women? How many do we though? You know, you gotta cut the hair out of the bottom of the (laughs) that's repair right there, because that takes a little while. So many hats that we wear. Have y'all, Dr. Seuss's cat in the hat, right? He's got the stacked hats. That's what we do. It looks funny sometimes, you know, with, on the Dr. Seuss's cat in the hat. He's got a birthday cake on top of his striped toe, uh, on top of his stove hat. Um, he's got a teacup on top of that. He's stacking things. 
That's how kind of we do, right? Not with literal hats, but with our hats that we wear and the roles that we, that we take care of and the things that we do for our family. We stack so many things. And you know what? It's, it's kind of, it would be funny if somebody really did. You'd look at them and you'd think, oh, that looks silly. But we do it, and it's okay because we have to. This is life, and this stuff has to happen. But we've got to figure out how to balance those hats. And there is such a thing as balancing hats. I had a sweet friend um, text me this week, and she asked me, she goes, if you had a title to your message besides Hats Part 3, what would it be called? And I said, too many hats? And she kind of laughed, and this is what she texted me. She said, the title, dot, 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 laughing emoji. So accurate. Pastor Amber, bestie Amber, mom Amber, wife Amber, leader Amber, planner Amber. It's exhausting, dot, dot, dot. Praying you can let go and be daughter Amber. Your father has a beautiful gift of peace, rest, and love for you. And in that moment, I got that text, and I was thinking of all these things and had even shared with her things that I was trying to get done this week. And, and man, just to stop and say, that stuff doesn't all have to get done. Breathe it out. There's a, there's a tomorrow. There's a next week. You can make that, that list next week, but just stop and to breathe in, daughter Amber. To wear that hat, to cherish that hat. And so balancing, it's a challenge because with each hat comes a different, a different um, requirement, a different obligation. Maybe um, you're a girlfriend, a counselor, a career woman, a coach, a homemaker. All of these things have to be balanced sometimes at one time, but we can do it if we know our balance, if we know how to do it. We don't have to go mad. We don't have to figure out doing all these things at one time. Always putting on the right hat at the right time teaches you how to balance. And so here's what we're going to do. Four things that will help you keep balance of your hats. Number one is determine your priorities and figure out what you value. What are your values? Daughter hat. I'm a daughter of the Most High King. I need to wear my daughter hat. I need to wear my follower, my believer hat. What are your priorities? What do you need to do to keep those hats all in order and keep them from tumbling off your head? Because they will. If we don't balance them correctly, if they're not in the right order, they will fall. And you'll fall with them. Our first thing that we need to do, men and women, to be able to balance these things is we need to do these things. We need to have a priority list. And here's a great list to follow. The first thing... God, that's our first priority. A, God. Deuteronomy 6, 5 says, Love the Lord your God with all of your heart, with all of your soul, with all of your strength. God craves time with you. He craves to know you. He does know you, but he wants you to know him as he knows you. He wants time with you. Put your daughter hat on. Put your son hat on. Put your believer hat on before you put any other hat on. Make him first. If you want balance, if you want things to be in order in your life, if you want blessing in your life, that hat has to be first. Always, without a doubt. Have fellowship with him. John 17, 17 says, make them holy by your truth. Teach them your word, which is truth. Get up, put your daughter hat on, put your son hat on, and get in the word. Spend time with Jesus. Pray. B is your spouse. Ephesians 5.33 says, So again I say each man should love his wife as he loves himself. And the wife must respect her husband. We have to prioritize our spouses. We have to say, God first, spouse next. 
If you have a spouse, if you don't, then it goes to the next thing. But your spouse has to be first after God, right after. That's the order where you have balance. That's the list of priorities and values that you have to keep in order in order to keep from falling or failing. C is your children. Proverbs 22, 6 says, direct your children onto the right path. And when they are older, they will not leave it. What a blessing children are to us. What a blessing. Let's show them. Let's remind them. Let's prioritize them where they go. God, spouse, children. We all know that you have to work. We all know that work is important and that you have to take care of your family. But when work gets out of order and your spouse and your children are not first, then that job means nothing. If you're just going to end up taking care of yourself. Prioritize. Show your children how important they are to you. D is family. Deuteronomy 5.16. Honor your father and mother as the Lord your God commanded you. And then you will live a long, full life in the land the Lord your God is giving you. Honor your father and mother. My mom and dad are here today. Makes my heart happy. They kind of came in last minute. They were going to be going somewhere else and turned around and came here. Love it when my mom... Yeah, let's give them a shot. Mom and dad, whoop, whoop. I love them so much. I'm honored that they are here. But you know what? I don't just honor them here and in, in this place. I honor them in every conversation that I have with them, whether I agree with them or not. Whether I, whether I say... I don't think that what you're thinking or what you're saying is right there, but I'm going to honor you in it. To honor our family. E is ministry. Hebrews 10.24 says, Let us think of ways to motivate one another to acts of love and good works. Where's your priority? Where are your values? How do they line up? Do they line up according to God? According to what God has for you, what God has intended for you. God has placed a spiritual gift inside every single one of his children. Inside every single one he has created, he's created, he's put a a spiritual gift, a place where you can give, a place where you can serve, a a place where you can thrive. And you know what? If you don't know what that is and you've always said, you know what? I would like to serve, but I don't know where the best place for me to serve is. Go through Lifetrack. Lifetrack is a great place for you to see and understand what God and how God is unfolding spiritual gifts in your life. Ministry. So number one, determine your priorities and what you value most. Number two, decide to say no to whatever detracts you from those priorities. Here's your priorities. We've got them. A, B, C, D, and E. I know my alphabet. If they don't line up, if if you say yes to something that is not in your priority, then you're picking up a hat that God never intended for you to carry. Never intended for you to wear. Philippians 1, 9 through 10 says, And in this, and, and this is my prayer, that your love may abound more and more in knowledge and depth of insight, so that you may be able to discern what is best and may be pure and blameless in the day of Christ. You have to know. You, is this a priority? Is this something that God has called me to do? Is this something that God has said, yes, take a step out in this? If it's not, if it's an oppor- even if it's a good opportunity, doesn't mean it's a good thing for you. Do you need to say no? Just because it's good doesn't mean it's for you. Especially if it pulls you away from your values. Especially if it pulls you away from your family. Lisa Turkhurst in The Best Yes said, It goes without saying, there are certainly some decisions or hats that need to be processed. But then there are decisions we make simply where we say yes or no. Fight for that courageous yes. Fight for that confident no. Know it, state it, own it, and move on without complications. Know your values. 
know your priorities. And then when something does get shown to you, something does get put in front of you, if it's a good opportunity even, if it doesn't line up with your priorities, it's not from God. God did not intend for you to carry that, to wear that hat. Say no. Sometimes it's just creating a little quiet space, a little space around us where we say, all right, Lord, right here in this moment, I have a good opportunity. It's an opportunity. Let's make some pros and cons. A quiet place where we can just find ourselves praying to the Lord and saying, Lord, give me discernment. Help me to know, do I take a step forward? Do I take a step out and say, nope, that's not for me. I'm not going that direction. That's not what the Lord has for me. Sometimes it's just saying, I can't do that, but I know someone who can. Sometimes it's just delegating to somebody else. Sometimes it's saying, I'd be really good at that. I feel like that's a gift that I have, but it's not a priority. But I know somebody who can do it. Delegate it to somebody else. And sometimes that means if I do step in and take it and I say yes to it because, ooh, I like, I like the opportunity, then it means we might be robbing it a blessing from somebody else. We may be taking it away from somebody else because it was there. It was, it was theirs in the beginning. Listen to God. Find your quiet space. Find that place where you can hear from God. So number two, decide to say no to whatever detracts from those priorities. Number three, ditch flashy hat thinking. So it's okay to have a bunch of hats. It's okay to, if you figured out how to balance those hats. It's okay that you wear them all. It's not okay if you picked up a hat because you wanted to impress somebody. It's not okay if you picked up a hat to outdo somebody. Those hats are flashy. Those hats are hats that are not yours. You picked them up so that you could have a little pride and say, oh man, she does that really good, but I do it better. I'm going to pick up this hat and I'm going to show her how to do it. Right? Have you ever done it? I mean, let's be honest. I know... We have. We just do. Because we compare ourselves to others. We compare ourselves to other women. We compare ourselves to other relationships. We compare what they have and their kids to what our kids can do. And you know what? You were never intended to wear that hat. Dump the flashy hat thinking. What hats are you wearing? Why are you wearing them? Sometimes we wear a hat just because we want somebody to take the double look. Oh, man, she's doing that? Ooh, ooh, that's awesome. Are we wearing it to get praise from somebody else? Take it off. Are you wearing it because you think, oh, so I'll, I'll, get, I'll get everything I've ever wanted from this hat? No, take it off. That is not for you. You know what? Sometimes we get those hats on too and we think, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to just put a little glitter on it. I'm going to glam it up a little bit. I'm put some rhinestones on it. I'm going to make it look a, little, a lot better than it really is. But guess what? Rhinestones, glitter, hot glue guns, they're messy. Right? When you actually start doing crafts and stuff and you start putting stuff, they're messy. God intended for you to be, yes, a nurturing mother. But when we say, I'm going to be an awesome nurturing mother. Or, or we're supposed to be a devoted friend, but I'm going to be a selfless devoted friend. Or, or God says, be an inspirational homemaker but I'm going to be the most amazing, creative, inspirational homemaker there ever was. That's never a hat that I was intended to wear. I'm not a cook or a baker or a homemaker. Whatever. But um, when we put all these adjectives in front of these hats, be 
that. Be that nurturing mother. Be that inspirational homemaker. Be that, that devoted friend. But don't add on all the tacky adjectives in front of that. Unless God told you. Be a selfless, devoted friend. Do it the way that God had called you to. When we turn it around, if we, take, if we ever take it off of God and what God told us to do, and we turn it around and say, that's what I'm going to do, then we've created a hat that we were never intended to wear. We put a hat on that was never for us. It becomes more about us than it does about them. And when it ever becomes more about us than it does about somebody else, then we begin to hurt relationships that we're in. We begin to to tear up relationships that the Lord has put in our life. We're supposed to love. Lisa Turkar said in her book, The Best Yes, relationships can complicate things, but they also have the power to force us into a much simpler rhythm. In Exodus 18, Moses was the man who God had called and told him, I want you to go to Pharaoh and I want you to get the Egyptians out of Egypt. And Pharaoh was scared and he didn't want to do it, but he ended up saying, all right, yes, Lord, whatever you have of me. And he went and he was the man that the Lord did amazing, miraculous signs through to get the the Israelites out. Well, at some point, his father-in-law was coming to meet him because Moses had given, had said, hey, take, take my wife and my two boys with you. And he was coming back to bring, bring him his family. And when he saw him, he went out to him and, and he said, um, he just bowed low and he kissed him. What a sweet reunion between a, a father and a son-in-law, right? What a sweet reunion. What a great relationship. Moses told his father-in-law in in verse 8, he told him about everything that the Lord had done to Pharaoh and the Egyptians for Israelites' sake and about all the hardships that they had met along the way and how the Lord had saved them. And then Jethro, the father-in-law, he's talking, he hears all these miraculous things that Moses, that God is doing through Moses. And you know what he does? He celebrates him. He celebrates God. And he says, yes, this is a powerful and a massive God. And yes, he is the God of all gods. And he celebrates there with him. And then he sits down and Moses took a seat in in verse 13. The next day, Moses took a seat to hear the people's disputes against each other. They waited before him from morning until evening. Jethro saw this and he saw what Moses was doing for the people. And he said, what are you doing? What are you doing? And Moses says, well, they need to bring me disputes and I need to hear them. I need to be their judge. And Jethro says in verse 17, he says, this is not good. You're going to wear yourself out. And the people too. The job is too heavy a burden for you to handle all by yourself. Now listen to me. And let me give you a word of advice. And we'll just stop right there for just a second. If. If this was, you know, our mother-in-law telling us, ladies. Right there where, we, where, he, where she said, stop. Now listen to me. I've got a word of advice for you. What would your reaction be? Big eyes, the look, right? I would never do that to my mother-in-law, just in case she listens to this podcast. Um, Again, I'm just going to go back to honor your father and mother-in-laws too. Um, But Moses was an amazing leader, so he could have said, Dad, do you know who I am? God used me to, to... help get millions of Israelites out of Egypt. Do you know who I am? I've got this. I've got this. I've been in the presence of God hat on. You know, I'm okay. I can do this. God gave me strength to do that. I got strength to do this. I don't, but no, his relationship was not hardened toward his father-in-law. He did not gaudy up this hat 
to say, I know what I'm doing. I've got this down. He listened. And then in verse 24, Moses listened to his father-in-law's advice and followed his suggestions. He chose capable men from all over Israel and appointed them as leaders over the people. He put them in charge of groups of 1,150 and 10. Moses did a work that day and he took off his gaudy leader hat. He, he took off his glitter-fied hat that he could have said, oh, I did this, and I did this, and I'm going to glitterify and I'm going to glam it all up. And he took it off, and he said, no. This relationship with this man is important to me. What he is going to speak into me, I want to do. I want to listen to. I want to follow up on. His relationship was more important to him than that hat. When we try to impress others with hats that don't fit, fit well, when we try to say, hey, look at me, praise me, I'm superwoman, I can do it all, we're going to just end up exhausted, burnt out, confused, frustrated. We can't ever compare our hats and who we are and who God has called us to be, what women of God he's called us to be to anybody else. Don't put on their hat. Don't gaudy up your own hat. Dump the flashy hats. We don't need them. If we wear them, we'll feel defeated. If we wear them, we're wearing them outside of God's will because we've turned it more towards ourselves and wanting people to see what we can do than to what he can do. Dump the hats. Don't feel exhausted. Number four, delight yourself. Uh, delight in your true priorities. If they genuinely are important, plan for them. Rejoice in them and glorify God in them. Who is God? What does he have for you? Delight in your true priorities. You make that list and you stick to it. Psalms 37, 23 through 24 says, The Lord makes firm steps of the one who delights in him. Though he may stumble, he will not fall, for the Lord upholds him with his hand. I once heard a saying, it said, Jesus only did what his father told him. That may have come from John 5.30. It said, Jesus said, I seek not my own will, but the will of him who sent me. Maybe it came from John 17 and 4. I glorified you on earth, having accomplished the work that you gave me to do. I don't think we could ever have the impression that Jesus wore too many hats. We can't ever have the impression that Jesus put on too many hats. Yes, he met with the crowd. Yes, he, he, he ministered to them and he loved them and he had compassion on them day in and day out. But he also found that place to be quiet. He also find, found that place to rest. He got away from the crowds because his passion, his purpose, he knew was to please God. And you can't please God whenever you're out of alignment with your priorities. I want my life to look like Jesus' life looked. I don't want to wear too many hats. I, won't, I don't want to take on more than I can handle. I only want to do and be who he's called me to be. It's, a, it's really good occasionally to do a hat check. What hat have I put on in different seasons? Maybe it's a different season I need to take this hat off. Maybe, I, I, maybe I've been doing this too long. I'm really starting to feel tired. I'm really starting to feel, maybe it's time to take this hat off. Maybe I've glitterified, I, I've made this hat too heavy with glitter and glam. I need to take this hat off. Align it with your priorities. What does God have for you? Who has he called you to? What has he called you to do? Priorities. Value. This morning, we want to give everyone the opportunity in this place to wear the believer follower hat. That is for everyone.